So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 10, Episode 18 of 90 Day Fiance. In this episode, Annalie decides to show up to the wedding and tell her dad about Clayton. Ashley fights against nature to have her beach wedding. Sophie can't find the way from the parking lot to her wedding. Sam's big night has to wait because Citra's family is afraid of serial killers. And Igor possibly uses AI to assist in breaking up with Nikki. Alright, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy. Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I'm. Remember last time I was sick, and I yes. found out it was actually the flu, and so I'm oh, recovering from goodness. the flu. That's that's how I'm doing today. Well, you know, you sound better, and I feel like I sound better. Yes, I think we both sound better. That's that's an improvement. Yes, on the up and up here. All right, uh, so let's jump into this. Apparently, our kind of season finale, I guess, if you don't count the tell-all, because yeah, yeah. next week we jump into tell-all. So. Uh, a lot of weddings this week. Mm-hmm. And so uh, let's get started with our first wedding. Uh, and that's Ashley and Manuel. So Manuel's friends are relaxing, saying that the gringos are freaking out over nothing, you know, with the weather. He goes with his friends to get haircuts. He tells the barber that his bride is worrying about everything. Will it rain? Will he be there? So Manuel thinks that she shouldn't worry and just, you know, wear a poncho. It's fine. Back at the house, Ashley knows that they have to figure things out because it is going to rain. Her friend tells her to, well, check the radar, you know, then you can get more information. So she does, but it really just tells her what she already thinks is going to happen. It's going (laughs) to rain. So then Ashley then decides to turn to some tarot cards to get a read on just the energy, the vibe of this wedding. (laughs) She gets cards that tell her that the wedding will be chaos, but they will be getting married. Ashley is trying to figure out if the chaos is from her anxiety or the weather. Manuel gets back from his haircut and Ashley wants them to stay separate because she doesn't want any more bad luck. Ashley's mom shows up and she's getting ready and Manuel quickly gets dressed and heads out to the beach with all of his party. Ashley puts on her dress and her little sister cries over the site. Ashley then starts crying even though she tells everyone she's not crying. She asks her mom if she looks pretty. And her mom obviously says yes. So they get in the car and on their way, uh, Ashley just starts wailing, oh ugly my crying. Oh, God. Yes. It seemed like out of nowhere because it's not like anything happened or anyone said anything. So at first her mom thought that she was just playing, but ends up, you know, nope, this is real. She somehow manages to calm down before they get to the beach. Ashley sees her dad and she's rushing everyone because they hear thunder and the sky is getting dark and the wind seems to be whipping up. And her mom wants to stop and take a picture. And Ashley's like, nope, got to move it along. (laughs) So it starts to rain, but not very hard. So they all just live with the rain. So they have the wedding in the rain. It wasn't too bad. You know, people were getting wet, but, you know, it wasn't too windy or disruptive. Uh, Ashley walks down the aisle with her dad, who's carrying an umbrella for them. Manuel starts crying when he sees her. He thinks all of this has been worth it. They both say their vows as it continues to rain. During their interview, they're talking about their lasting love. And Manuel says, well, maybe not forever, but like, you know, maybe like a 20-year contract Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right. So what do you think about Manuel's assessment of 20 years? 
I mean, I think it's I, I, I have known people who have like literally had that theory in uh-huh. terms of like that, like marriages should only be a 20 year contract. Like okay. if you want to get married again after that, you can. But after 20 years, you should be able to just be like, you know what? I've had we had a good run. I'm good with no hard feelings. Like I've definitely heard that sentiment before. Um, and it's not surprising at all that Manuel would kind of <laughs> share. Oh my but, gosh. I mean, he didn't really mean, I don't even think he really meant it. I think he was literally no, just No, he wanted, was just joking. He, yeah. he just wanted to troll Ashley and she just like bit it the whole way. Uh, Well, speaking of trolling Ashley, so it was funny because uh, I kind of was like, oh, I have to cover this couple this week, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was watching this with my uh, partner and he was like, why? Why don't you like them? I was like, oh, she is just too much. She's so extra. And he was like, really? And then after watching (laughs) her like sob uncontrollably, he was like, oh, God, yeah. He's like, she's a lot. I was like, yeah, she's a lot. I, I was literally trying to imagine like if I was getting married to somebody and my parents heard them doing the like heard that they would literally pull me aside and be like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> she cannot do this around us ever again. You have to understand this. Like that's that would be they, they wouldn't. I don't think there's anything to her, but they would certainly pull me aside and be like, oh, my goodness, Mr. O, we need to talk about that. Yeah, what, there's what in the Lord's name was that? Like that is not an acceptable. <laughs> that is not acceptable behavior for a grown person. At all. Like, yeah, it just it seemed really unnecessary because mm-hmm. how is your crying and sobbing over it going to change the weather? You right. know, you well, have a mission. You know what you have to do. She like, just, and she's a lot in terms of the, the physical amount of noise she was making when she was doing right. that. But it's just like I feel like having to be being her friend has to be the most exhausting experience oh, ever. Oh god, yes. Mm-hmm. Like everything is about ev- I can't imagine I literally can't imagine her doing something for her friends. Every time you're with her, it's like, what about me? What do I need? I need this. What's going on? I need my thing. I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. Would just be like and you're spending your entire time just like trying to make sure Ashley's not upset because if Ashley gets upset, all hell's going to break loose and right. she's either going to cry or have sex in a bathroom. One of those two things is going to happen. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, it just, it sounds ridiculous. And like, she was really triggering me in terms of like her, like the, the part, the, here's the part that got me. She looked at the radar app, right? Yes. Didn't like the answer. And so she was like, well, I'm not going to believe that. I'm getting out my cards instead. And it's like, what? The, the, right. This is, <laughs> you don't get to decide like that it's not going to rain. Like, you don't, that's not a decision you get to make, Ashley. My gosh, I know. Somehow supernatural powers are going to stop the rain. Like that, yeah, that didn't make any sense. But it was kind of funny too that, you know, when she was reading the tarot cards house, she was like, oh, well, you know, the chaos could be just me stressing about everything yeah, and maybe it, not about actual chaos. It's like, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, that's the thing I tend to find with tarot cards, right? With people mm-hmm. who trust tarot cards or read tarot cards. It's always like, wow, this is going to be really chaotic. And the person is like, what? Really? I don't want it to be chaotic. And then they're like, maybe you're the chaos. Yeah. That, oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, like they always weirdly interpret the cards to fit whatever they wanted to feel before beforehand right yeah and yeah. that's that's kind of what she's doing like maybe the cards are just reading my energy or maybe there was an expert scientist who made an app that made it with a scientific instrument that showed you where it was going to rain and it rained there <laughs> imagine that yeah yeah my goodness 
All right. So speaking of people who also spent much of the time crying, let's go to Nikki and Igor. So Nikki is back home and production has clearly set up a time to interview her or something. But all we just see is we see them setting it up and then her just saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, over and over again from the green room again. So then she starts like just crying like really, really loud, violent sobs about like how can he do this to me? Oh, my goodness, all these years. And then we get a title card that starts to finally kind of key us in that there was a scheduled interview a couple weeks after we were, after she was getting back from Moldova. And while she was like literally getting ready for the interview in the studio, she got a text from Igor. It um, seems to us, at least before we again, we see the whole thing that it's definitely a breakup text or something because she's just like, how can we throw this all away? And things like that. So another title card uh, says that the producers gave her the opportunity to leave, but she decided to stay and still to tell her side of the story. So after some more buildup, we actually get to the interview. So we start by asking her what's going on, and she says they got in a bad fight about fight about a week ago, eh, which is pretty much par for the course in them. They're always fighting about stuff. Mm-hmm. So this particular fight was it sounds like he had a his car break he had a car breakdown and he needed money to fix it. And she's like, You've never had a job, you're just relying on me. Do you even want me to be, be a person or you just like see me as a wallet? Blah, 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 blah. So she kind of hints to us that she, she didn't want to fix the car right away, that he just broke up with her. And we get – she reads the text message that he sends that sounds like – it definitely sounds like when HR decides to mutually we've, – we've decided it was mutually <laughs> beneficial for us to part ways in terms of like very corporate speak, weird sounding stuff. So she's very, very broken up a whole, uh, um, about the whole thing. She at least expected a breakup over FaceTime or something. So she says she did send him back a very desperate and very beggy sounding message. Uh, but he's ignored that so far. So she's like, this is not the fairy tale ending I envisioned. Then she gets up and leaves the interview. Um, and while she does, it kind of ruins the whole – I've always wondered if they do these interviews in front of green screens and this tells us that they definitely do. This is just Mm -hmm. a green screen that starts moving around in the background and everything. They plan out play sad music as she leaves. I feel like it's a lot of let's watch Nikki cry while we play sad piano music. Yeah. So she's so broken up about it that she even gets a hug from one of the production members before she goes. Yeah. So later on, Nikki's mom, Myrna, comes to visit because she's heard about the breakup now and Nikki is just at that point in a breakup where she's just catatonic and laying in the bed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to open the windows or look at anything or move or eat or – So Nikki tells uh, Myrna that Igor broke up over text and Nikki says that the hardest part now is he won't even respond and she doesn't have any chances to try to make things right. So she spoke to her lawyer but hasn't yet canceled the K-1 because she thinks that people might have a change of heart even though she's not feeling that that's very likely. So she feels used and she acknowledges that she had said some things in the heat of the moment that, um, you know, maybe weren't so nice. But that's different than, than just than what Igor did, just casting her aside. Mm-hmm. So she feels like they worked through harder obstacles in this and she doesn't understand why they can't do that again. So Mirna tries to get her to get up and get out of the house a minute. But then we just get more crying Nikki's about I can't just unlove someone. I can't, and, and, you know, then I'll never love – more or less I'll never love anyone again type stuff. Oh, gosh. Right. Right. So, I mean, what do you think she said to him in this thing? Because I, I, 
personally, I feel like she was underplaying something. I think she said what she was, what she said to him. She called him a user mm-hmm. because it sounded like they got in an argument about, um, you know, him not having enough money because his car broke down and he hasn't been working. And so I think she's starting to feel like a little frustrated. Like, I keep sending you money and you keep asking for more. And why are you refusing to work? And, you know, I just feel like you're using me. And uh, then he got upset because, you know, it doesn't feel good, even if it's true, uh, to be accused of, like, only being with someone because you're using them for money, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of got that that was what – and I'm sure probably in harsher terms. Yeah, that's you know? true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what it kind of sounded like. But, it, you know, it's not like it was that out of the blue. Like, I know she was kind of crying about it like it was out of the blue, but it was like – you guys had an argument. You didn't talk for like a week or so. Now, I guess that's the norm for you guys. But to me, that's not completely out of the blue. No, absolutely not. Like that's that, that that's me seeing the breakup coming. If I yes, if, if I just straight up didn't hear from my SO for right. like a week, I'd be like, oh, no, something's terribly wrong. Like this right. is this, And so I don't I, and I don't know how you can I don't know how people can be in relationships where that is. a Yeah. Norm. Yeah, it does seem odd. Okay, the other thing, speaking of odd, was the freaking breakup text. I was like, this that guy for sure used so chat GPT. Weird. Oh, maybe, yes. But I mean, did he put in make a resignation letter? Because that's what it sounded I, like. <laughs> no, it definitely did. I feel like <laughs> he for sure used chat GPT because based on our experience with him speaking English, it's not that great. Um, mm-hmm. And this definitely used vocabulary words outside of his ability sure and and enough outside of his ability that it was just like no you don't say that's not the that's like i said that's the word you use when you're talking about a business when you're talking about a right. business partner sure. not a not a a a, a romantic partner right and yes. so it definitely yes. had that's what i'm saying it kept it at this weird corporate feel right mm-hmm. like i've decided the mutual benefit for the mutual benefit of both parties we should at this point end this relationship like it's yeah. like very weird but yes uh, beyond what he knows and beyond the you know it's like when kids we've had kids before chat gpt mm-hmm. the kids who use a thesaurus and you're like oh right for every other mm. word to the point where it just like doesn't really make sense. Yes, because you didn't use the, the – like the thesaurus words are similar but not yeah. exactly the same connotations, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was definitely some weird vibes from his breakup text where you're like, mm, I don't think you wrote this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's funny that I didn't think of uh, ChatGPT, but that's totally where it came from. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> that is absolutely what it is. And he probably just put like, I need to separate from a partner or end a partnership. And like they were like, gave him the HR stuff. Oh, my gosh. I know. Because he's like, oh, business partner, chat GPT. Yeah. Yeah. So what what do you think about him about like this refusing to like acknowledge Nikki? Is this just like, do you think it's just a, I know if she finally, if she actually talks to me, she's going to snake, snake her way back in. And like, I'm going to end up apologizing to her. And I'm not doing that. I really want to be done. I think he really does want to be done. I mean, this has been this relationship has been dragging on for now over a decade. Yes. You know, they mm-hmm. were together before. Um, I'm sure he feels that it is always the door will always be open. So why mm-hmm. does it have to be open now? 
you know? Sure. It, and the way that she just is, if he decides like, okay, let me see if I can find someone else in the next year, two years, I can always revisit this, you know, For she's, sure. she's going to be there. And so why it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter if he treats her so poorly as to like, you know, um, just ignore her, like ghost her. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. it doesn't change the outcome of anything. And that's the part that I feel bad for her about. Not oh, because sure. she got broken up with because she shouldn't be with this dude anyway. Like he does. Yeah. No, she he's really clearly shouldn't. not that into it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just that, that fact that she's just like, this is it. This is the only option I have. So I guess I'll just sit here and wait. And when he ever decides he might come back and revisit this and revisit mm-hmm. me, I'll just be sitting here waiting for him. Like that's and that's that's sad. Like that's Ew, it's so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But somehow she has convinced herself that no one else will accept her. No one else's like but family and friends will accept he her. He doesn't accept her. Right. Like that's, the that's way the that thing. he it's does. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like in that that's the part I don't understand why she can't see. Like he accepts right. her as in like, yes, I can uh, uh, stomach having sex with you as long as I still get my money. Like, yeah, because that's, that's the other thing. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like you could pay anyone to be with you, really. If you're just trying to find a sugar baby, you oh, yeah. can find one. I'm sure you definitely could find a sugar baby for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's other sugar babies out there, other better looking sugar babies, I'm sure. Ones mm-hmm. that speak English. <laughs> right. Like proper English and not just weird metaphors. But right. it does look like he's going to be there for the tell all, at least. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense, but. I don't know. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. because we'll kind of see what phase of the breakup she's kind of in. Is she in the, oh, my God, I need to get him back phase or is she in the, oh, my gosh, I hate you phase? She. The thing is, is her her I hate you phase comes before like she only does the I hate you stuff when she's secure and thinking that he won't mm. leave. Right yeah. now, I hate you and you're such a user and I can't believe it. And he's like, fine, we're broken up. And she's like, I'll never find anyone else. Why? Yeah. It's like, well, then you should have thought of that before you like. Yeah, lashed out and said yeah. all those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to Sophie and Rob. So they're in Santa Barbara uh, for their wedding, which is in one day. Sophie does wish that she had more time because she doesn't fully have trust in Rob, but she has trust that the trust will come in time. They pop a bottle of champagne or more like Rob spills all over himself, uh, you know, and they toast to their wedding. They are both noting that they have overcome a lot to get there. The next morning, Sophie wakes up feeling like ass as her throat hurts and she has a cough. She wonders if it's her body's way of revolting and trying to sabotage her wedding. Rob's friends all show up and Tarai is kind of impressed with Rob's growth. He says that Rob has a lot more growing to do in his relationship, but he's kind of impressed with how far he's come. Sophie is getting her makeup done professionally and she's kind of excited because this is a new experience for her. Claire is asking Sophie's friend Soraya if she supports the marriage and Soraya you know, says, of course I do. But then she's surprised to hear that Claire doesn't really like Rob. Rob says that it sucks to be rushed into marriage, but he thinks he's ready. Sophie comes out in her short wedding dress and every everyone uh, and her, she and her mom do a short video for her family. Claire says that it's kind of sad that Sophie's getting married because it's always been just the two of them. She's worried that Rob won't step up for Sophie because she won't be there to pick up the pieces. 
Victoria, Rob's sister, basically planned the whole wedding, which has everyone sitting on pillows in the sand around tables and his cute little setup. And Rob sees Sophie from afar, but then he also sees her walking in the opposite <laughs> direction. So he's like, is she leaving? Is this like a runaway bride? Sophie says that they couldn't figure out how to get to the beach from where they were, which is why they were kind of seen randomly wandering into opposite directions. Finally, Rob sees Sophie and her mom pop up behind him. Rob sheds some tears during the ceremony, and he says claims that it's sweat. Rob says that uh, it was the realization that this Sophie is his wife. Claire jokes that she's not ready to let go of Sophie, and Sophie points out, well, they're married now, but Claire then jokes that it's not official until they consummate it. So, all right. Uh, both of them kind of said, like, oh, it sucks that we were rushed, but then they're like, oh, well, we're ready. Do you think they were ready, or do you think they were rushed and they're not actually ready? Uh, I mean, that's a tricky question, because I don't think they should be getting married to each other yeah, at all. Yeah, true. So true. there's no ready for, like... Well, were you ready to drive your car to that wall? I was like, I don't think I was ever yeah, going to be ready for that. Yeah, probably should never do that. Yeah, yeah like, agreed. So uh, I don't know because as ready as they're going to be, because they're but they're neither of them are in a place mentally with their own with their own selves that they're yeah. ready to get married to anybody, right. alone. You know, some douche nozzle like Rob. But, oh God, I know, right? Yeah, he's just awful. And so, I mean, were they ready in that it was physically – there was nothing physically else to do. Like she had <laughs> obtained a dress. Like I don't even know if it's a wedding dress she obtained. It was just a dress. Yeah. I mean they kind of – we went wedding dress shopping with but them, remember? But that wasn't the dress, right? Oh, no. It definitely wasn't. But she was saying that she wanted um, – she said she didn't want something long because it was a beach wedding. Sure. So I don't know. I don't know if I touched it would have gone knee length or something. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely go longer without it dragging in the sand. Yes. A la Ashley. Ashley's was all up in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, I think it was. Oh, no, we haven't talked about them. I was going to say uh, the one dress that I completely was like, we should have power rankings of best dresses. I'll tell <laughs> you what would be at the bottom is uh, Annalise. I hated her dress. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I really didn't like Ashley's uh, Statue of Liberty thing she had going on with the crystals. But we had seen yeah. that already. Like, yeah, so we knew it kind of looked like she was trying to be a saint, too, because the veil was over it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very, yeah. very, uh, very Our Lady of Guadalupe or something. Yes, right, uh, for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> these two are and, – and the whole thing is, is like, well, you've made tremendous growth. And his tremendous growth is – all right, so just think the asshole things, but don't say them out loud for like right. three days. Like he's like, okay. And he barely managed to pull that off. Like my mom came over. Like so it's like what growth are we talking about here? Yeah, I I, I don't think I saw much growth because it was just two days before that he was stomping around like all mad that Claire was going to stay there. Right. Just stay there for like a night. And he was like, yeah, yeah he's just – yeah, I mean it's just – and he still can't open a thing of champagne. How many champagnes has he opened? Oh my gosh! Can't, can't not do it. It's like, and I was. It's one of those things. that's funny because I know I always give people a hard time about it on the show, and that's because when I have to open a bottle of champagne, that literally never happens to me. I don't know what they're doing with the champagne. Like, uh, well, I just opened a bottle this weekend, and I was. I'm always very careful because it scares me. So I always open twist very very slowly. Mm -hmm. And I did that, and it still kind of overflowed on me. Really? See, yeah, I had to but open that's the one. first time. 
I had to open one the other like two like a weekend before that because I went to a mm-hmm. show and we had like a whole champagne and it was tight. There were like a bunch of tables and like each yeah. table had one bottle of champagne and I had to like open it all the thing. I had no room or anything and it's still like. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I open it super slow and it's never spilled on me. But this last weekend it did. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that maybe if it's been jostled around, it's more likely. That's true. Mine had been sitting on a table for Mm -hmm. who knows how long. That's that's. But then don't jostle it around. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You were the one who jostled it around, Rob. Like, it's just. I mean, I did very much laugh at their inability to find the beach. Like, because I mean, yeah. I saw it because it was like, you could see when they walked in, it's like, oh, we can go in here, but then we, there's where they are, but then there's no path here. We have to go right. over here. It's a, that, that's very confusing. I thought that was probably the funniest thing that happened in their entire <laughs> yeah. uh, season. All right. So, speaking of bad dresses that we were talking about, let's talk about Clayton and Annalie. So, the wedding was supposed to start 30 minutes ago. And Clayton and all the guests are still waiting to see if Annalie is going to show up. So he really doesn't know how he's going to be able to explain things to his friend and family if she doesn't show up, since this is pretty much a worst-case scenario for how the day would shake out. But of course, just like we predicted what happened last time, Annalie shows Mm -hmm. up, she's wearing her dress, she's all ready to go. And to explain how they got there, they flash back 90 minutes earlier when she wasn't in her dress yet. She's just laying in the bed feeling bad about stripper gate or whatever, Mm -hmm. giant penis in your face gate. And she says her conversation with her mom, the one where the mom was is like, forget everything and just get married and sunk costs, uh, cleared her mind. So now she knows what she wants to do. So she suspects that Clayton's jealousy comes from his doubts about her being serious about this wedding. But we also know that this uh, whole thing was a huge fake out because it's not like she definitely had people come over to do her hair and makeup. That was already scheduled. And one of the people was – Brandy's daughter Brooklyn. So like, right? Brandy and she had, would have texted or something. Yes, yeah, like, I felt very much shenanigans after yes, seeing this. Yes, that was this. very much like fraud on that one. I was right, like, she right. Was like, who is she? It was like with your daughter. Text your daughter and ask. Right. <laughs> um. So anyway, the silence gets her hair done, and then Brooklyn helps her with the dress. So she climbs into the car, and she's on her way. Talking a lot about nerves, and when we get there, another thing that I didn't think was there: Clayton's father is yeah. there and like meets. I was like he has a dad why doesn't mom go well I well, guess sure they're, they're divorced, divorced yeah. but yeah um, but like anyway so he meets Annalie and then they walk down the aisle and then there's a wedding we never actually got explained why she was 30 minutes late never explained no. she just walked up and it was like okay well this is where we were this is where we great left off she's before. here let's go right yeah. so anyway um, uh, Annalie does her vows in Spanish and they have people translate for her and then we jump to the reception because it's just it's just a wedding. You know, it's pretty standard stuff. And the reception, which instead of like live, live llamas or llamas, people on llama costumes, which was on the table at some point, oh, there's gosh. just llama balloons. Um, so Clayton has a surprise for Annalie at the reception and he puts on he puts on a hat and at least attempts to do the tra- tra- traditional Peruvian was at the marinara dance. <laughs> so she appreciates the effort because she knows how much he hates dancing. After the ceremony, Violet says that maybe it's time for her to get her own little place full of plants and leave the newlyweds to each other. So the next we see them, they're back in Kentucky after a few days and it's uh, putting together a box of stuff from the wedding. And Annalise says that as a wedding gift, she wants to tell her father the whole truth. So Clayton's very pro this decision, but He's kind of taken back because he didn't think she would just jump to, well, I'm going to tell dad that we're married, right? Mm. But she wants to tell him today 
And then she says what she wants to do is tell him, tell dad today and then later on be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that I married and introduce Clayton. <laughs> but anyway, after today, she'll know they're married. They're together. She's in the US, all that fun stuff. So Clayton is really just too surprised to even like have any much reaction to it. So then she uh, sends him a link to Zoom, the data link for Zoom. And Clayton is like weirdly like hiding around the corner, like half in a doorway, just like with his <laughs> face poking out while she tries to have this call. So her father Solano gets on the Zoom before long and they make some small talk before she gets to the point. So she's having a difficult time getting it out and uh, scares the shit out of dad just by being yeah. like, by not I saying have anything. something really important to tell you, but mm, – and the dad's like, please just tell me. Please just say it. Just say right. it. Please just, just say it. So she calls over Clayton. And while he's in frame, she says, this is my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Dad is confused uh, about like, why didn't you tell me this earlier? And then she keeps going and saying, she's a really nice guy. I met his family and they're good. And oh, yeah, something else. There's more I want to tell you. But mm, and. We get a whole break in between this. Yeah. The dad comes back. Solano comes back again. Is like, you're making me nervous. Just tell me. And finally, she shows in the ring and says that they're married. So he's in disbelief and even sheds a few tears. So then he just like doesn't say anything and just gets up and walks away. And then who I assume is one of his – one of Annalise's sisters just pops into frame. Just yeah. being like, dad's really upset. I'm going to go uh, check on him and then hangs up. So Clayton thought the whole thing would go a little bit better than this. But it went just about as well as Annalie thought. She was like, that's – yeah, that's what I expected. So she hopes that in time he comes around and it gets better but is glad that this weight has been lifted off her shoulders. So she says it's the only time she's ever seen her dad cry. So eh, pretty bittersweet because it was tough for her dad but it was also something she could do to make Clayton happy. OK. So I guess I would say what are all the possibilities of things he thought she might have been – trying to get at when she just would not say what it was. She was like, I have something important to say. I would think like if I were a dad and I was nervous about news, my first thing would be baby. Yeah, for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially if you're like away from your family, you know, and you're coming from a culture where, you know, family it's very family centric. So, Mm -hmm. you know, mom and other family members aren't around to like really help support baby like that would kind of be like worst case scenario right and now you're I like think. Well, well, yeah and not that you're not but you're like stuck you're tagged to this and um, you're you know grabbed onto this american guy and you're mm-hmm. stuck with him because it's his baby now like and you're right yeah that i mean that's definitely the thing i would be i would be most expecting her to say when she was like i have big news mm, but i don't want to say it I'm, I'm so nervous i'd be like oh she's pregnant damn it yeah like yeah <laughs> Yeah, because I I can't even think of like, you know, oh, okay, well, big news that would be like something unexpected that you wouldn't want, like sickness, illness of some kind. But even then, I feel like, okay, well, why would that be difficult to tell you? Right. Yes. It it certainly has to be something, right, that you've made an affirmative decision about, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like to be like, oh, sorry, dad, I banged this American guy and now you're going to be a grandfather. Like that's something that you could be. Nervous, but like, yes, I found out I have, you know, you know, cancer. You're not going to be like, I'm afraid to tell you. I'm afraid you're going to feel bad. I'm afraid you're going to think of me differently. You wouldn't do that. No. Yeah. I guess maybe next worst case scenario would be like prison. Some kind of legal trouble where you're in prison. Yeah. I'm in some sort of 
I feel like you wouldn't be like, like messaging him or FaceTiming him from the, the apartment then. Right. right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But those are, those would be the things. Uh, yeah. I did not like her wedding dress. I said this earlier today. <laughs> it was because very, the sleeves? uh, the sleeves were not my favorite, but that to me wasn't the worst part. It just wasn't flattering on her. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was an especially pretty dress. And then the bottom part was like almost like costume material you know like that shiny cheap sure like costumey like i didn't like it like a ha- like a halloween like a yes. spirit halloween costume yep, yeah exactly mm-hmm. with like that kind of shiny material mm-hmm. yeah i was I not into it yeah i was gonna say i thought his like uh, little dance was I, which is funny because it's like i know that was a big deal for him but mm-hmm. i feel like he really still didn't commit to the dance i feel like he did like tiny little steps and not like yeah. a full, a full on dance, but you know, it worked for her, I guess. Good for her. Yeah, uh, I was actually kind of surprised that well, one that she's even kept it a secret this long, but the fact that she was just like, okay, ready to completely come clean in one conversation. Yeah, but that's also a really weird way to do it. Is like, yeah. oh, dad, here's my this is my boyfriend, who I'm married to. Like, yeah. that's a weird way to do it. Just like. Yeah, it was real dumb. Yeah. yeah but I, I don't yeah. understand why she was hiding it this whole time anyway. No, it's just it's, it's just one of those snowball secrets. Like, once you skip it, kept the secret for too long, now it's like, well, now if I say it, it's going to be like, why didn't you tell me earlier? And now it's like, right. well, now we're now we're just stuck in that circle in yeah. that cycle. Okay, well, speaking of dads, we have the last uh, couple, uh, and that's Citra and Sam. So Citra wakes up in a big bed, and it's revealed that it's with her sisters, while we then see Sam waking up in a bunk bed, and Herman's on top bunk. So clearly, they did not have sex on their wedding night, because, (laughs) and it ends up that Citra was worried about ghosts and serial killers, because remember, they're staying in a farmhouse and it's in the middle of the in middle of nowhere. And this girl really should never have watched Texas Chain Massacre because she seems to be so freaked out and keeps on making references to it. Yes. So that is the reason uh-huh. why that uh, they ended up sleeping with the entire family. Sam is a little disappointed, but he's fine with, you know, the fact that they didn't have sex that night because, you know, they only have to wait a couple more days because the family's leaving soon. Citra is sad that her family is leaving, especially since she is so close to her dad. Herman tells Citra to tell Sam that he has to be responsible and take care of Citra. He says that Sam needs to stick to his religion, which means no pig, no alcohol, and no drugs. He says a real man is responsible to his spouse, your kids, and your family. Sam says that he wants to be the best that he can be. Two days later, Citra and Sam finally have time to themselves because family's all gone. Sam kind of puts his butt in her face. And I, I don't know. They were joking about his assless chaps, but I'm hoping that that was just a joke and that wasn't what was actually happening. Uh, they get in bed and we assume that they consummate their marriage. So then the next morning, Sam enjoys kissing Citra and he says that he's now seen a different side of Citra. Uh, Citra says that sex was super fast, and Sam says that he was thinking of fat, chubby men to try last longer. So it ends up that they end up doing stuff in the laundry room because the dogs were all up in their business and they were just trying to escape them. Uh, Citra jokes about being either a porn star or a corn star. We don't actually know. 
Uh, Sam is worried about his court date, which is supposed to be in two days. Citra says that she feels what he feels, and she hopes it won't be that bad. Sam says that she is his lucky Libra, so he hopes things will go their way. Uh, we get a little title card as their end where Sam uh, resubmits his drug diversion papers in the two days and he won't actually know if there's jail time for another six weeks. Hmm. So probably by the tell all, which is next week. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I thought their whole segment was pretty sweet, especially how, you know, they were so welcoming of the family. It was kind of hilarious that the family was all piled into one room one like room, they were. Like, it's so like. But that means if a tech, this chainsaw guy comes in, he's going to be able to get everybody all at once. Right. Like, well, I didn't understand, too. It's like, well, where were they going to be sleeping anyway? I assume there were other – and that's that's part of why Sam was like – Sam, I think, at the end was end of the day was like even if his, even if the family wasn't physically in the yeah. room with them, they probably still weren't going to do it. Right. right because right. dad would have been like on the next door over, right? Yeah, yeah. He and it was been that. like – he'd be like, oh, he's going to like hear it. And I was like, not if you do it right. It's just <laughs> – Especially because we saw them like sneak off together and I was like, just do it real quick and then you can do it again later. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't know. So it's like, I definitely have less, you know, worries about that kind of thing than I guess maybe other people do because I'm just like, dad doesn't have to hear anything. It'll be fine. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, also it is supposed to be Citra's first time. So I'm sure your first time is not... I don't know. Wouldn't that affect you if it was your first time? And it's like, I feel like um, the religious households where, you know, like no sex before marriage, it's almost like it's this almost sinful thing, you know, like it's very viewed as like kind of like sex is kind of simple. And I get that they're married, so it's different mm -hmm. um, and they're allowed to. But I'm sure there's got to be some mental block like – Maybe there – I don't know because I, I've also known a, a, a number of religious people that are just like, yeah, no, no, no. Like there's, there's no more mental like, – because especially because they're religious and it's their first time mm -hmm. and like the parents are more or less like, well, yeah, it's your wedding night. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's what you're doing. Like right. clearly. Like you're supposed to now. Go. Go for it. Like more babies. Like I want grandkids. Let's go. Go oh, now. Gosh. Now chop chop, right? But like – I don't know if there's a mental block. I because I actually did know I was friends with somebody post grad school. Um, uh, yeah, not post grad school. In during, it was a grad school time, like you know, 23, 24. and they had just gotten married. And they both of them had were um, virgins when they got married, and they were mm -hmm. both like, "Yeah, no, we 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 could not wait for anything. Like we were like, <laughs> no, now we're doing this now. Go, go, go. All systems go. We don't care. And we're everybody get out. We're we're out, out, out. Right? They were like. Very enthusiastic about doing it and there wow. was not like that, the mental block at all with it because it was like, oh, this thing that was so simple is now a complete green light. Go. Yeah. Like it's fine yeah. now. Right? And so there was, there was, you know, a little bit of that but it's like, I don't know. It's – I but I also get him being like – Whatever, I've been waiting for so long. What's another couple days so we can do it right? Right. right? I think that to me would be like, oh, okay, you've already waited this long. Two more days, it's fine. Yeah. 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 Even if she's going to be the – so do you think she said corn star on purpose or like – No, she said porn star and then I could hear the producer going, did you say corn star? I thought and she said she, corn star. And then she was like, like oh, corn star. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. But she said it, but she was like, because I'm corny. Get it? Ha ha. Like, yeah. Which is a very corny joke. So if it mm -hmm. does fit, like, onto that. But that was like, 
weird. <laughs> and I still can't believe, oh my God, six weeks to find out about this. This is just one yeah. of those things that's like, and I'm sure it's like one of those things that comes out and if he doesn't get the diversion program, it's going to be six weeks of waiting and then they're going to be like, yeah. you have 40 hour, 48 hours to show up. And it's like, well, right. yeah, yeah, you get all this time and he doesn't. But I mean, my prediction on that is we get to he's the tell fine. all and he's like, it's yeah. fine. I got into the diversion program. I mean, I yeah. think we saw him on the tell all, right? Yes. I think when we kind of saw the preview for tell all, I think everybody was there. I think yeah. Igor was the only one that was on TV. Right. Yeah. Because obviously they're not married and he doesn't actually live in the US. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. However, the other news that I saw mm. coming up on that was that um, after this episode, they announced two more couples for HEA. Oh, no. What? Who? Ashley and Manuel and Sophie oh, and Rob. no. <laughs> I freaking hate both of them. Oh, this is going to be the worst HEA to have to cover. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I mean, I Sophie cannot Rob, stand Ashley and Manuel. They're both like just annoying ass people. Yeah, I mean, they're annoying in different ways. He's a troll. Yes, they are. Yep. And and she's a just over the top everything. Yes, extra. and then Sophie and but Sophie and Rob are both influencers who are clearly in it for the clout. Yeah, like and that's that's those are some of our least favorite people as well. Well, also, they're trying to get money so they don't have to be living in some random uh, studio with, like, a vending machine out front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, but that's annoying, too. Like, it's annoying to me is, like, Rob's plan for getting out of the vending machine, like, bathroomless <laughs> place is right. to be like, well, I'll just be on a TV show because I'm so cool. And, like, everybody wants to be like me. And I'm, like, so awesome that they'll just no. put me on TV and then pay me a bunch of money. For that. And I'm like, fuck you. Get a job. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so out of the group you saw this week, who was your student of the week? I went with Sam for being a good sport about the family crashing his wedding night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and basically everything else that goes with it. That is a that is a kind of a tricky, you know, scenario situation to have, you know, balancing your a horny wife that's also a virgin that is like, <laughs> I want to do this, but I also don't want to do this. Like, and to, yeah. make, to pull that off right can be a little bit tricky. I actually went with Citra and it was because of the conversation that she had with him when they were talking about his court date. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like so sweet and sincere when she said like, you're my husband now. I feel what you feel. And I mm-hmm. just like thought that was like really touching. So I went with Citra. Yeah. I mean, of all the things that happened, like, you know, was between – with them and like all the other couples, it, this is that that was our actual legitimate couple. Like yeah. I think all the other couples are eh. okay. these people actually seem to be into each other and team who want to support each other and stuff. So that's right. So that's who's good. your dunce? I said Ashley. I did too. Her wailing for no reason was completely unnecessary. Just, that is like that is just I I'm trying to think at what age my children were when I would tell them, Whoa, what are you doing? You need to stop that. Like if they made that kind of wailing noise. And I think it's like four, three, maybe three or four is when I would be like, what is that noise you're making? You need to stop making that noise. Like, and, and so the fact that she's just like a grown person and, and the part, there was the other part where she was like, you know, she she did the thing and she says, well, I don't care what's going to happen. I get what I want. And I was yeah. like, that drives me up a wall. Yeah. 
She's been doing that this entire season. That's just like mm-hmm. and she her make, attitude. And she, she has like this this ass face she makes when she says it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're gonna do what I want, bitch. Like, oh, why am I doing it? But shut up. Oh. And she's saying that to like Rain. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, yeah. She she infuriates me. Right. Okay. Uh, what about your uh, life lesson? So, um, when you're, I want to say quick like a band aid, right? <laughs> in terms of that. The gap between when you tell someone I have big news and actually saying what the big news is needs to be as small as possible. Right, right. I have big news. Way to beat. Let's go. But like, yes, visibly being nervous to tell someone the the big news and just like silently sitting there is just – you're doing them no favors. That is just imparting pain upon that person. Right. Absolutely. Um. My life lesson is kind of geared towards, I guess, Sophie, uh, because if you have any kind of major event, practice. That's why people have rehearsal stuff, right? Rehearsal. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. If they had had a rehearsal of any kind, then they would have known how to get from the parking lot down to the beach. That is true. But I also but that, that's got to be Rob's fault, right? That's Rob's right. ability to afford more than one night at the hotel. Like, well, they so stayed there the night before. Like, that means they had to have been up there the day before. Like, how hard is it for you in the evening before just to, like, scope out the venue so you knew what the lay of the land was? Yeah, that's true. Because most of the time people rehearse and it's very clear how you get from point A to point B because right. it's like – it's a straight line. It's right there. Like, yeah. straight there. Then just walk. Okay. And let's practice – and practice doing it. And we're going to practice doing it anyway. Right. Yes, it is a straight line, but we're still going to walk on that straight line just to make sure we know where that line goes. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so we will be back next week. Uh, we have a two-part tell-all coming up. Yeah. So I, I, when they say two-part, I assume they mean this week and The next, next week, week. And then HEA starts the week after that. Because didn't we yeah. – we were talking about this. We were wondering if it was going to be a tell-all right. starting today because you – the last few seasons we've had three-part tell-alls. Yeah. Or they sometimes they've done that thing where they do half an episode, then half right. the tell-all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of glad they did it this way. I think it, a two-part tell-all is going to be more than enough. Yeah, it, oh, it, sh- it certainly is. But I feel like that episode was draggy as hell. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like the weddings aren't the most of, interesting they're either. They're never the most interesting. And then we interspersed that with Nikki crying. Like for yeah. long stretches of Nikki crying. All right. It's like we didn't – I mean we all saw that coming, right? From like the very beginning – yeah, well, we knew they weren't going to give me – why they were on this iteration of a show is, is still confusing to me. It does seem odd. Yeah, like, but then we've talked about this several times now. It's like, well, which one were they most equipped for? Uh, probably before the 90. But I guess she already applied for the K-1. I don't know. Yeah, just, but then it's it's also weird too because it's like, well, Gino Jasmine were on before the 90 twice. Why the heck not – Right, right. And now Gina yeah. just, oh my God, we have them at Venture <sighs> HEA too. Like half these people are coming back. That's- I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm just not that interested in any of them. Well, unless there really is truly like drama, like, or babies or something, yes. you know, to make it, it interesting. Okay, the, the HEA seasons where we have babies and breakups. I'll, yes. give, I'll give them to you. Right, Anything else right. is like you're just spinning wheels here. This is dumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is us just following your life. Okay. Great. Yeah. 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 And and like the made up version of your life where it's gonna be like I don't know, 
axe throwing, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Let's throw that in there. Well, uh, we've already seen that with Gino Jasmine. They're running out of things to do in Michigan, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we I, we just need to have um, Jasmine try to start her modeling career. Oh, um, gosh. Okay. I think to, to, square the cir- to square the circle with what all the other couples do when there's nothing else <laughs> right. to talk about. Right. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week with the tell-all regardless. So until mm-hmm. then. All right. See everybody then. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Good.